Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Okay, well, this is a question that's been out there for some time. And there's a lot of debate around this and a lot of controversy around this. Does, does fracking cause earthquakes? Right. And, and so this has become a, a commonly used practice uh, in the energy sector. And it's really been transformative in a lot of ways and unlocking resources that maybe we weren't able to access before. So it's, it's been huge. But, yeah, if we're going to be sparking earthquakes, then that's something to avoid. So what do we know about what the connection is here? So some interesting new research looking at one particular area of Alberta, Fox Creek where we can measure how much fracking has been going on, but there's also been a number of uh, earthquakes in this area. So some new research out today says there, there appears to be a link here. So I want to try to understand what that link is. Ryan Schultz joins us. Uh, he's the author of this study. He's been studying earthquakes in this area for a few years now. as a seismologist with the Alberta Geological Survey, part of the Alberta Energy Regulator, and he's also at the uh, University of Alberta. Ryan, appreciate you joining us here today. Now, tell us a bit more about what got you investigating this in, in the first place. Um, well, so I've been doing seismology for the Alberta Geological Survey, which is part of the regulator, um, since I've been working there. And part of what we do is just routinely monitor and measure all of the earthquakes that go on throughout the province and measuring some of the past cases and studying the past cases of induced seismicity in the province. But this one, as you mentioned, that started in December of 2013 has been the most recent area of focus just because of its timely nature. All right. Now, I mean, we don't typically think much about earthquakes in Alberta, but obviously, I mean, it does happen on a smaller level. So what kind of earthquakes are we talking about here? How significant are these? Yeah, well, so the same principles apply um, for a big one. It's just scaled down to a smaller size. And so... The ground is moving beneath Alberta still, just not nearly as fast as somewhere over like in BC. Mm-hmm. So you're getting the same sort of principles going. You're just getting smaller magnitude events. And some of the events that can happen, specifically near Fox Creek, have been up to magnitude fours. So just large enough that people start to feel it in the town. Have any of these caused any, any injuries or property damage? Have they ever reached that level? No, there's been no reported cases um, in Alberta yet. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's talk about where where fracking comes in, or hydraulic fracturing as it's known, uh, and whether this might be linked. So for people who don't understand what what fracking is, give us a bit of an overview. Yeah, okay. So there's geological formations that have gas resources or petroleum resources in them, and some of them are impermeable. They don't flow very well. So to actually get the resource out of these shales, what you have to do is hydraulically fracture the rock. You have to break it using fluids to make it porous enough that you can actually produce from these formations. And one of the consequences that can happen from it is producing an earthquake. So does it seem pretty clear that there's, that there's a link here? Yeah. So starting in December of 2013, we noticed an anomalous uptick in the rate of earthquakes going on there. And we have been able, from past studies, very strongly link these two things with a high degree of confidence that the hydraulic fracking is, in fact, causing this increased rate in earthquakes. We can see that they're very nicely clustered near the wells that um, they're timed with as well. I mean, is this, is this specific to this location, though? Is there something about this Fox Creek area that maybe makes it more susceptible than, than perhaps other areas? 
Yeah, so that's actually part of what we discovered in this new study, is um, they only seem to be happening, the the Duvernay play itself is actually quite large, but the earthquakes only tend to be happening near Fox Creek in an area around Crooked Lake. So we identified that there's this spatial relationship going on. It does have some sort of influence on where you drill, and there must be something special going on there. Specifically, what we related to is it's probably related to the underlying geology controlling if you can or cannot. Um, And then the other thing that we looked at as well was what sort of impact the operators themselves have on uh, producing these earthquakes. And we found that volume tends to be related to that. And so by volume, what do you mean? Um, The amount of fluid that they put into the ground. So if you happen to be in an area where you're susceptible to earthquakes, as you mentioned, then the amount of volume you put into the ground is going to correlate with the number of earthquakes that you produce. Makes it more likely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So more likely in terms of numbers, or does it impact the uh, the, the size of the quake? Um, well, statistically speaking, the more number of earthquakes you get, the more likely you are to get a larger event. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of just definitively saying what the max magnitude or anything like that can be is still quite contentious because the science, the jury's out on that for the scientific literature. Well, so while this answers some questions, then does it also raise some some more questions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So that spatial part that I mentioned, uh, how it makes a difference where you drill. The next question is how do you identify or quantify um, how that changes with location? So can you put a number on how likely an area is to get uh, experience earthquakes, yes or no? Mm Mm-hmm. So if some areas are more or less likely than others to experience this, I mean, should that uh, play a role in how we regulate fracking or where we allow this practice to be, be utilized? Well, so right now we're at the stages where we're still trying to understand the problem and really wrap our heads around the science of the issue. Um, and all of this is sort of cutting-edge research that's being done right now. And the better that you understand the problem, the better that you're going to be able to manage the problem. All right. Well, this research is being published uh, this week, as I understand, in the uh, issue of science, which is uh, certainly a leading scientific journal. So it's, it's, it's going to get a lot of attention, as perhaps it should. So wh- where do we go from here, then? Well, so the next steps would be, as I mentioned there previously, um, building that idea of where earthquakes can and can't happen related to the, the fracking. But as well, then, this represents kind of a step towards getting a better handle on how you might forecast the hazard that comes out of these earthquakes. So you can make better guesses as to what area, what type of shaking you might get in a certain area based on um, some inputs. And this this is an open-ended question in science right now that doesn't have an answer for induced earthquakes. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. Uh, Ryan, we'll leave it there for now. Thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this. Yeah, thanks again for having me. All right, there you go. That's Ryan Schultz. He's a seismologist with the Alberta Geological Survey, also at the University of Alberta, uh, the author of this study and something he's been investigating for just over four years now. So some really interesting findings. Our number here, 974-8255. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.